When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, friends. I consider all of you listeners my friends, even though I have no clue who most of you are. But thank you for joining in on another episode of Habits You Love today. It's going to be good, juicy, hopefully provoke your thoughts, which is always, always, always my goal. And it's just me today. No guests, no anything. And I'm just going to dive into a topic that's really been on my heart lately and just really has been coming up in my life. So let's just dive right in. No need to waste any time. I always want to preface my episodes with what I usually say, and that is I do not share these topics or give this advice because I myself I'm an expert and I'm looking down on anyone and I'm like, I have it all figured out. I usually feel inspired to share something I am either currently going through, coming out of, or maybe have even had quite a few years of experience with. One of my favorite quotes that I like to reflect on is you are either going into a storm in the middle of a storm or coming out of a storm. And that's really just what life is, right? So These topics are usually something I have either gone through or am currently in. I don't ever want to say anything where I don't have validity or experience in, and this subject of self-abandonment is no different because I, myself, have done this most of my life. And the awareness that has been revealed to me lately through, through prayer, through meditation, journaling, and just actual things happening has really brought self-abandonment, that word, subject, title, to the surface. All this is kind of just the main theme going on in my life right now, if you will. So that is what I am feeling nudged to talk about to you today, Um, just through doing the work. Doing the work will always reveal to you what you currently need to work on, right? So new revelations and realizations will be presented to you. I also want to reinforce that I do not think it's healthy to always be thinking you are broken or need to be finding things to work on, therefore perpetuating you always have a problem. I take breaks on healing. I go through spurts where I may be journaling and meditating, but it's on the things that I'm grateful for and for the good times in my life and not so much like, okay, what is next that I need to fix? That's not healthy. So I want to preface with, I don't have it all figured out. I'm not an expert in these topics, but it's just my research and my life experiences and lessons that I've learned. And then also just making sure that you're not always looking for something to fix. What I will say is that life will always reveal to you what new levels of healing you need to work on through, whether it be people, circumstances, or just intense emotion and thoughts that seem to be consuming you, maybe out of nowhere, maybe they've gradually crept up on you. For me right now, it's how I have been self-abandoning and settling in my life. And 
I've never even thought of these words before. I've never even broached the subject of self-abandonment. That's what I should work on. So it just shows me where I'm ready for new dimensions of healing. And my life has been projecting this in basically every area of my life, career, relationship, and in my potential. So self-abandonment, let's get into it. What is it? Why am I talking about this today? And maybe how it could help you if you hear what I have to say about this. So I'll start with the definition of self-abandonment. Self-abandonment is a self-destructive pattern that can contribute to anxiety, depression, low self-esteem, and unfulfilling relationships. It is a learned behavior, a way you try to cope with unhealthy or dysfunctional family dynamics. Children depend on adults to meet their emotional and physical needs, right? But when you live in an unpredictable, chaotic, or abusive family, you learn to hide your true self. We will act like a chameleon, morphing into whatever role will keep the peace and help you avoid ridicule, put-downs, physical, and emotional pain. You learn to suppress your feelings and needs, that your worth depends on what you accomplish or do, and whatever you do, it's never enough, that your needs, interests, goals do not matter, and that you don't deserve love and compassion. Phew, I don't know about you, but that was a loaded answer. Can anyone else feel that or relate to that or what stirs up in your body when you do hear those words? To me, personally, this gets me really excited. You're probably like, why are you excited about this? Because I love new levels of self-awareness. I love it. I crave it. I I welcome it, right? And it's the people that are too stubborn to see, to admit, to recognize that they even have anything to work through in their lives that will always be anxious, will always be depressed and get nowhere in their life. So one of the things I love about myself, and not to toot my own horn, but I'm open to the idea that I am not perfect, which to be quite honest, I didn't used to be like this. I wanted to project and portray that I was damn near close to perfect. Although, you know, in the back of my mind, obviously I knew I wasn't, but I always try to put up this facade of everything in my life is going well, smooth sailing. I have no issues. Everything is great. But now after doing the work and being able to be vulnerable and let my guard down and be more open, I'm willing to fall on the sword and say, yep, uh, that's me. I have that. That's something I need to look deeper into. I feel like that. Maybe this could be me. And when you know how to do the work, you transcend and attract new ways of living, of thinking, of opportunity, and different people into your life. So let's keep going. Here are some examples of ways you might be abandoning yourself. Number one, not trusting your instincts, second-guessing yourself, overthinking and ruminating, letting others make decisions for you and assuming they know more than you. Number two, people-pleasing, seeking validation from others, suppressing your needs and interests in order to please others. Number three, hiding parts of yourself, giving up on your interests and goals and not sharing your feelings. Number four, 
Perfectionism. Having unrealistically high expectations for yourself, never feeling worthy regardless of how much you do and what you accomplish. Self-criticism and judgment. Saying hurtful and mean things to yourself when you don't meet your own painfully high standards. Number six, not honoring your needs. Not recognizing that your needs are valid. Failing to practice self-care and feeling unworthy of self-care. Number seven, suppressing your feelings. Pushing away uncomfortable feelings through denial, mood-altering substances, and avoidance. Number eight, not acting according to your values. So doing things to please others, even if they go against your beliefs and values. Number nine, codependent relationships. Focusing on someone else's needs, wants, and problems and neglecting your own. And the last one, not speaking up for yourself, not asking for what you need, and not setting and enforcing boundaries and letting people take advantage of you. All right, so how many of these can you relate to? (laughs) There are 10. I would say if you have done or are doing more than five, you have been abandoning yourself. At this point, you do not realize your God-given potential. You aren't aware of the freedom you could be having mentally, emotionally, physically, I always like to mix sermons into my healing work. I watch church every every Sunday, and then on the weekdays, if I'm on cardio or going for a walk, I love listening to sermons. There's endless amounts on YouTube. And one of my favorite pastors, Stephen Furtick with Elevation Church, basically had this whole message about this recently called, God chose you, will you. It's so good. I highly recommend going to listen to it. I'm going to put it in the show notes. I've listened to it personally three times, but when we don't live up to our God-given potential, skills, talents, confidence, purpose, we are relaying to God that he is not sovereign enough, that he didn't know what he was doing when he created you. You are made for more. And the sooner that you realize this, analyze what's going on around you and where you need to say not anymore, your life will rapidly change. Now, I will admit where I have done this the most, where I have self-abandoned myself the most is in relationships, which I think is probably the most common of all the things, whether it be career, relationships, friendships. I think relationships probably are the number one thing where people abandon themselves the most because why? We want love. We want attention. And we'll really just take anything at some points in our life, in some seasons. We'll take crumbs because it's at least something, right? So I would stay way, way too long in relationships that I knew, I knew weren't healthy for me. I overgave myself. I people pleased. I had a very hard time sticking up for myself and setting boundaries, all of which I'm still doing the work on today, but it's way better than what it used to be. But I would always feel so much shame when I do finally realize I need to leave and end this. Although usually it takes a couple tries to succeed. I'm sure many of you can relate. You you try, they pull you back in, they say the right things. You're afraid of the future. You don't know if anyone else will come along. And so you really just stay way too long. So maybe you're thinking this right now. Maybe you're like, Am I staying in the wrong relationship? 
here are a couple of bullet points you can ask yourself or really reflect on, and maybe this will help you understand where you need to look deeper and really ask yourself, is this right for me? So here's a couple bullet points. You have a habit of staying with someone you are not really sure about. So maybe at the beginning, it was like, oh my gosh, yes, this is perfect for me. This is the best relationship ever. And then, you know, along the way, things start coming up and you start to doubt the relationship and you're just not sure. And you do that for way too long. You stay in a relationship that just doesn't give you what you want. That's a big one. You stay, even though something just doesn't feel right, even though you can't quite put your finger on it. So maybe you're like in your body, you don't feel like it's it's good. It's like your nervous system can tell, your gut can tell, your instinct can tell, even though you can't quite put your finger on it, just something isn't right. And that's usually an indicator that something will will come up in the future that you might have been able to avoid had you just listened to your instinct. And then you stay while complaining to your friends that you're just not happy or treated well by your partner. All right. So this, as usual, all of these things I'm talking about stems from your childhood. You, if you answered yes to all of these, you are on autopilot mode and you need to take a hold and grip of the wheel right now. When we don't get what we need as children, we learn to settle for less and make do with what we can get. As a result of this, and as adults, we draw people in who cannot meet our emotional needs or co-create a healthy and mutually fulfilling relationship, right? So we settle, we tolerate, we run on empty while trying to look happy and grateful. This is draining. It's an energy sucker, you guys. And what is this costing us when we do this? It's costing us something. We have to always look at the cost of our action. If no inner healing work has been done, we will continue to attract partners, circumstances, jobs, friends, all of which have really strong similarities to our childhood, to our past, maybe our parents, if it's a relationship. And we repeat this emotionally depriving experience. We stay because that's just what we do, right? We just, we're the stayers. We, we're used to it. It feels normal. But deep down, we as human beings can be still so well connected to that healthy part of us. We can feel it, right? That desire, that desire that is telling us that there is more that we can and we should be experiencing. I know I myself, I want to feel that. I want everyone listening to this to feel that, to believe that they can feel like that. This is actually the healthy part of us that lives deep down, that we've suppressed, that we've hidden, that we've covered up, that is screaming to come out. That part of us that gets what we want and what we need. And I don't think a lot of us do that. I don't think a lot of us do get what we want. And I'm not saying 24 7, 365. We're obviously going to have to co create, coexist with other people. And it's a give and take situation, right? But if you are mostly not getting what you want, it is time to look at am I self abandoning myself? Am I people-pleasing? Am I not setting boundaries? Am I not sticking up for myself? Am I taking breadcrumbs for love? This is where the work begins. And the best part, it's never too late.
Okay, I'm interrupting this episode to tell you about one of our sponsors. Call me crazy, but I never knew it was important to actually take a prenatal multivitamin before you're pregnant. But since being pregnant, I learned that the first 28 days of pregnancy are important in a baby's neural development. There's really no such thing as too soon to start. Ritual Essentials contains 350 milligrams of eco-friendly vegan omega-3, DHA in every serving, and 95% of pregnant women are not getting their recommended daily intake of key omega-3s. I've been taking Ritual Vitamins every morning since being pregnant, and not only do I feel amazing, but I love knowing that I'm contributing to my baby's brain development and building strong blood and bone health with a prenatal vitamin made traceable with vegan, bioavailable, and clinically studied key ingredients for before and during pregnancy. Plus, the capsules feature a delayed release designed to help make it gentle on an empty stomach and a citrus essence to make taking your multivitamins actually enjoyable. Why settle for a multivitamin you're not 100% sure about? Ritual was literally built on trust, so you know it's the real deal. Right now, get 20% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash habits you love. That's ritual.com slash habits you love for 20% off. So maybe now you're thinking, what should I do? Or what can people do in this moment when they realize something might not necessarily be bad, but it's not allowing you to be your true, authentic self? And I personally believe this is where we truly shine and attract from. When we're really living out our authentic self is where the most joy and abundance is going to come from not just getting by in a low self-worth relationship career or suppressing your gifts because of fear. Let me tell you, I have gone through all of these fears, anxieties, and now realizations where I'm looking at my current daily life, you guys, and I'm like, my God, I am not showing up for myself. Why do I feel like this? Why is every area seeming to be more of an energy suck than high abundant energy. Why do I go through the day and I'm, it's just like, blah, it's just meh. It's just like, this is it. Like, this is my life. This is my day. This is my relationship. This is my career. No. And it's been because over time, and it doesn't happen overnight, we start abandoning ourselves due to old programming from childhood that we need to reprogram. So this has been like my aha moment from God. It's like, okay, Kayla, we have a new subject that we're going to work on because you have been doing this way too long. And I don't know how many signs that I need to give you before you actually take a look at this deeper level of healing that you need. So just know that I myself am going through this. I'm really one of the things I'm trying to do is just reconnect with myself. I used to be really good at connecting with myself. I used to, every day, my day was filled with everything I love to do from my authentic self based on my personality, based on my core values. And then kind of just over time, I have learned to sacrifice 
like, okay, I actually, you know, I need to sacrifice in this season of my life because of X, Y, Z. Right now it's mainly because of a baby and, you know, and then just over time, it could really start to become your habit of you abandon yourself just because you need to get by, you need to sacrifice, you need money, you want love, whatever it may be, right? So how can we actually stop abandoning our true, happy, healthy selves that we are so stuffed down there and bring it to light? I know I'm doing this work. I hope these things have provoked your thoughts to maybe you can look at that a little more. And here's just a couple of my tips, okay? So first, it sounds so simple, but it's very hard to do. And that's just cultivating a loving relationship with ourselves, even if it feels uncomfortable and even if we're not entirely sure how to do it. So we need to start showing up for ourselves, allowing ourselves to freely express ourselves and recognizing that we are flawed, but we are completely worthy. This is how you do it. Number one, allow yourself to have feelings and needs. Everyone has feelings and needs. There's there's just no getting around that, right? You may have not been allowed to express them as a child or even in some of your adult relationships, but the time is now. And this has been another area of work of mine lately, sharing how I feel, stating what I need without feeling guilt and not worrying about what the reaction will be because the most important thing is just doing it, not even the outcome. It's just even the act of doing it that will release resistance over time. And over time, it won't be as big of a deal as it is right now. Like maybe right now you're scared, you feel ashamed, you feel guilty for sharing your feelings. And you will never be able to control the outcome of what other people will do or the reaction that they will give. But just the simple act of doing it is chipping away at that confidence that you're going to be able to build from doing it. Your feelings will tell you what you need. And when you meet your needs, you definitely will be happier and healthier. So just throughout the day, guys, just practice identifying your feelings. If this is new to you, I recommend what I started doing when I first was in therapy, when I couldn't even pinpoint what an emotion was, I actually found a list of feelings and emotions on Google and I wrote them down. And then I had that list with me. And then anytime throughout the day, I had a feeling, you know, it's in your body. You don't feel right. You feel off. Your nervous system feels off. I would just go to my list and I would be like, what am I feeling right now? And what do I need right now? So the objective of this is to stay present with the difficult feelings. We never want to avoid emotions or feelings. We actually want to feel them and have them work through us rather than abandon ourselves and feel overwhelmed. Number two, allow yourself to be creative, quirky, and uniquely you. So try not to hide. Don't hide the parts of yourself out of fear of disapproval or judgment. This is the ultimate self-abandonment. Not everyone is going to like you and that is okay. Don't shrink or change to please others. Express who you are through your work, your creative pursuits, your hairstyle, your clothes, your hobbies, your interests, and even your passion projects. If you feel out of touch with your true self, Commit some time to rediscover what you like and what matters to you. And this is exactly what I'm doing right now. I will tell you, I myself do this exercise through an app. It's an app. It's a website. It's even a podcast 
called To Be Magnetic. If you don't have it or you haven't even heard of it, you should really look into it if you want help doing the work. It explains a lot about neural manifestation and how to reprogram your subconscious beliefs. Um, I'm going to link it in the show notes for you guys, but um, the way that you can actually discover your authentic self is quite literally an exercise called discovering your authentic self. It will tell you who you are deep at your core and what your true needs are and what lights you up and what you could and should be doing in order to live and attract from your core self, not the self that you have created in fear over the years. So I've loved to be magnetic. I actually have done it since 2020, I believe. It's either 2019 or 2020. I've gone in and out. But every time I get back into it, I could totally tell a difference. It was basically exactly like the therapy I went to for a year, but it could have saved me a lot of money by not going to therapy because it's the exact same. It's doing the inner child healing. It's doing shadow work. It's all the things that I truly believe that people need to take accountability and responsibility for whenever they do want to actually change their lives, starting with their mindset. And I love doing the authentic self. It, it, has you, once it's all said and done, you basically create these four pillars of where you need to be um, living from, essentially. And so mine is travel, mine is freedom, mine is giving, and then I think health, I believe. So basically, if you know your authentic self every single day, every single decision that you're making, you can say, wait a second, is this aligned with what I figured out about myself? And if it's not, you can slowly start to get rid of that stuff that's actually not aligned with you. So it's super cool. Highly recommend joining TBM. It's very cheap. It's a monthly um, subscription. It's totally, totally worth it. Of course, I'll link it in the show notes for you guys. Number three is treating yourself with compassion. Have you ever been more caring and comforting to someone else when they are suffering? as opposed to your own self. (laughs) When we minimize our own struggles and fail to love ourselves when we need it the most, right? So this is how we can stop abandoning ourselves. Instead of mercilessly judging and criticizing ourselves for whatever inadequacies we have, whatever shortcomings that we have. No one is supposed to be perfect, but we God, we just over-criticize ourselves and we are so hard on ourselves and we are the meanest people to ourselves, right? We're so nice to everyone else. We're so quick to compliment others. We're so quick to encourage others and say, you can do it. You have so much potential. But when it comes to ourselves, we do not treat ourselves with compassion. So that is number three, treat yourself with compassion. Number four, stand up for yourself. Hello, biggest challenge of Mine stare me right in the face. This is my biggest struggle, you guys, and my biggest fault. I'm sitting here looking back at my life and thinking, wow, all of this could have gone so much differently had I known to first know my worth, second, set healthy boundaries and say, no, I'm a yes person. I just let things happen. And I always am having to pick up the pieces later when really I could save myself a lot of time. And just say no to toxic people, to to toxic behaviors that I'm doing, to my habits, to jobs, to circumstances, whatever it may be. So setting healthy boundaries, 
three, know when to exit or leave a situation way earlier than I do. I stick things out way too long in hopes of either fixing something or seeing someone else's or seeing a potential to fruition. It's like I I I really like to see things through. I don't like to quit easily on things and give up, quote, but um yeah, I just I just stick things out way too long when in reality this has never worked for me. The last aspect of self-love and trust is advocating for yourself. Most of us are afraid, right? We're afraid of offending people, of angering people, and afraid that we will be abandoned if we do so. But the alternative, letting people walk all over us, is self-abandonment. It's saying other people's needs and wants would matter way more than mine. And I will accept disrespect and validation and blame because I don't think I'm worthy of anything better. Clearly, this is not the foundation of a healthy relationship with anyone. So I hope this episode has helped you. My goal is never to be your therapist, but to push you to your growth edge, to get you to that first step of acceptance, just even provoking your thoughts to look at something deeper, explore or research a topic further that you could benefit from, from knowing about yourself. So we went over the definition of self-abandonment, the 10 examples of ways we do this and how to start showing up for ourselves and stop abandoning your true self. Again, I will link all resources I'd love to use in addition to just journaling or healing a trigger that I have in the show notes. But I want to leave you with these questions. How will you start to show up for yourself? Will you listen to what your body and feelings are telling you? Will you prioritize self-care in yourself? Will you do what feels right for you even if others disapprove? Will you comfort yourself when you have a hard time? Will you set boundaries without feeling guilty? It doesn't matter where you begin. Just take one small step today to value yourself. See you guys next time.